This is a professional production. This is a professional. Hello, Black Desert Online. Okay, we're good. Uh, Hi, everybody. We are back. That's right. Well rested and ready for content. Uh, We are ready to go. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Old Moon Podcast, episode 37, I believe it is, this week. Right, guys? Yep. Yeah. Okay, right on. Yeah. I am joined uh as always by Blonde I am Blue Squadron, obviously. Uh joined as always by Blonde Bear. Hello, I'm Blonde Bear and I like to party. Bro, I was like again like <laughs> <laughs> the delivery on that line. I don't know if I could deliver it that well. <laughs> um Jay Kun, who nope. this week it looks a little different. I uh, yeah, I got a haircut. So as a- Yeah, my name <laughs> Wait, as- am I starting? Am I I, yeah, yeah, no, you, you, it's uh, your intro, big dog. My yeah. name is Jake Good. I'm an Awakening Boost <laughs> 760 Gears Guard. I do a lot of endgame PvE content such as Olin's Dungeons. I recently finished a tour shoes, so I will be going back to Olin's to prepare for my Penta Breca earring enhancements. I'll be doing that on Christmas, so uh, I'm hoping maybe Santa could give me a Christmas miracle. And if not, Mariah Carey will give me a Christmas miracle. So you can find me <laughs> over at twitch.tv slash jkunvtv before the T. At least your character flaps his arms. So the very end of the podcast, we can still have the yeah. arm flapping um, madness that we always have. Um, and we have a special guest on the podcast this week to help us discuss all of the fun events uh, that have happened in BDO for the last week. Blue Sky 900, who I believe still plays Awakening Wizard. Yeah. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, as you said, I'm Blue Sky 900. I play Awakening Wizard been playing for about four years but uh i do a lot of stuff in the game i'm heavily into node wars the siege scene uh i do life skilling pve pvp i've literally had a hand in everything in the game so i have very good general knowledge on it and i also stream on twitch over at twitch.tv slash blue sky 900 nice on well welcome to the podcast on behalf of all of us here we're all very excited to have you here uh of course there's a lot to discuss this week guys uh jay had his Mm -hmm. uh late night talk or as i like to call it the bozo stream um where he apologizes to the player base and tries to tell us what the next big changes uh in the game are so basically tries to backpedal on things uh and he mentioned an awful lot so we're gonna break it down kind of one at a time here um i was hoping to talk first about the pvp changes uh let's talk about the um i think he covered these first in the video so he knows the guild wars have taken a significant hit but they do not want to roll back the one-sided deck changes so instead, they're trying to work on this like ranked GVG, like instant system mm-hmm. uh, that is like 10v10 to a maximum of like 20v20, uh, which looks, uh, honestly, I, I'm, I'm very excited for that. I think that that looks really cool. And he said that there were going to be substantial rewards for it too. So like uh, Blue Sky, I'm, I'm curious what your take is here. You're the only other PVPer in this call other than myself. So, <laughs> how do you feel about them introducing some sort of ranked, um, like GVG system like this? Um, so I think it's a good thing they added. I, it's awesome. I'm looking forward to playing it. I think it's good for the game. It's what everyone's been saying. We want more PVP modes. We want more things to do with PVP. I just think they. The reason he said they're adding it, they're doing it for the wrong reason. That's what I think about it. Uh, okay, so what's what's the wrong? Why why do you think they're doing it for the wrong reason? So, 
in the in the talk in the Jays talk, he said that they were adding it to help give players back the feeling of open world GVGs, which is not really gonna be accomplished with it because it's instance, right? I think what people are complaining about with the lots of the GVG stuff isn't the fact that they can't GVG anymore. I mean, that is part of it. I think the main thing is it's the whole like storyline that guilds kind of build for themselves. You know what I mean? Right. Kind of thing for like, oh, I was at this grind zone. Someone pulled up. They're trying to fight for the spot. All call. There's this huge fight that happens. There's something really cool and special about experiencing that kind of event. Like, and that's just, you know, they're basically what it comes down to is they're removing the sandbox part of the PVP, which yeah. is what yeah, I is feel what a lot doing. of the players want. The whole point. Well, yes. I mean, that doesn't mean that uh, like open world GVGs won't happen naturally, but I'll admit that kind of that part of the game's kind of just like gone now anyway, right? Like, how would you like so if so it sounds like you don't like them very much. Um I'm actually the the thing I'm concerned about with uh like the rank GVG system is like so are the rewards for just the 20 people um or like the 10 or 20 people that are participating in the thing or if Cho is rank 1 does the whole guild get rewards for their guild winning in the GVG system cuz then it's just going to be like the top 20 Cho against the top 20 Digi against the top 20 Barcode against the top 20 Corrupt I'm kind of wondering if it's just going to be rewards for the guild like maybe it's guild funds maybe it's kind of like out of the node war thing where you get taxes to the don't guild Don't say that. Don't say that to me. <laughs> you can't you can't just tell me there's going to be substantial rewards and then just give us guild funds. That's not fair. You can't take that from us. It's so substantial. No, put the gun down. Um uh, so like uh, how would you, Blue Sky, how would you have them, like, redo this? You're worried about, like, the organic PvP in the game. Obviously, I don't feel like that they can roll roll back the one-sided deck, Jay. Well, I don't feel like they can roll it back. Jay does not feel like he can roll it back. Jay has been kind of looking like a bozo lately, though. So, huh? um, how, not Jay-Coon. Jay, you're fine. Oh. You look like a raccoon lately. Different than a bozo. Oh. Yeah, has its own issues. Uh, but Blue Sky, how do you feel like um, they should handle this, like to, to get that organic PvP that you're you're looking for? I mean, honestly, they kind of had it with the new region. They need to make areas that are relevant banded areas again. I think that would do it. That would add the organic PvP back. Oh, I was okay. honestly oh, kind so of you, looking forward. So you just want the, the bandit, bandit layer. Yeah, I'm curious. I mean, like, if I they don't, don't want to roll back the deck system, the bandit area is the way to do it because then people could flag up with no repercussions other than getting sent to jail, and they can have their fun. Yeah, I don't know why they took. So the new area was gonna be a bandit system, uh, bandit like like the whole of Ulakita was gonna be mm -hmm. a bandit thing. And I actually feel like it was really well themed to do just that. It had kind of that feel of like the desert. You know what I mean? Like you. Like the mobs felt kind of arid and stuff, you know. Like they had that theme there. It felt like you were you were in an outlaw kind of society. You're kind of outcast. And like then they kind of took it away. Did they ever give us like Jay Blonde? Do you guys know if they ever gave us um, confirmation as to like why they kind of took that away? No, I'm pretty sure all I saw in the patch was that it was removed. 
Mm -hmm. um i don't think they actually give any particular reason it's probably the sentiment of because because you guys say it for most pvp i actually feel the opposite i feel like it punishes people that want to just go out and start stuff right because they're going to go start something and then two or three people gang up on them it, they're going to go to jail and then that quells the fight I, I think that removing that promotes even more combat um because then you're going to have like i've seen over the last week straight like people pushing people out of spots or taking mob packs and causing people to get that little tension in there to to get them to interact with each other um i i understand the like bandit mechanic and and like i can see how it could be used but I, I feel like it's tough when you're in an open world area like this when it comes to like the desert where it's like history where you have to have a key to go into a dungeon and unlock it and get in there it's a bit more exclusive because then like the the scarcity on the line is like oh i have tears and i can only use so many or i can only use this and if i have to go back to town the, i have to waste my time to find a portal again I, I feel like that system works better but having this massive open area with like a ton of grind spots you want people to be interacting with each other, I think, and not being sent to jail. But, I mean, that's, you know, I, I think it just depends on what way you see it. Well, I mean, like, there's also the side of it that you could say that these are the highest level players in the game, right? Like, these are the most Very veteran true. players in the game. Mm -hmm. They should be able to PvP to some extent, right? This right. isn't like, I understand right. them catering to new players for the one-sided deck change or, like, mm -hmm. um, and harassment and things like this. But do you really feel like the veteran players need to be protected like that, Vaughn? No, that will not. I, I, well, I think that doing the, the con, like the, the bandit system is protecting players, right? I'm grinding, some dude flags on me, I get my PvP buddy to come up and roll him over, and then that guy gets punished for 30 minutes just trying to create some PvP content. And I'm chilling here, like a PvE, like, hey, let's go, I'm gonna grind still and not PvP. Like, that's, that's, I guess, how I see that system, right? I want people to fight people and then want to fight back, or, you know, if they don't want to fight, they swap channels, do whatever, but, you, you know, I want people to interact with each other. I, I saw people talking about, to the news by adding, like, Marnie Realm, and it's like, it's a new spot. Why would you do that? Get Stop Marnie Realming and get players to interact with each other. That's, like, promoting that sense of combat and feel. It's just so weird. I don't know. Um, personally, yeah. Okay, yeah, right on. Um, this is a total, uh, totally unrelated thing, but are they shutting down Twitch for Korea? What? I have not heard of that. There's people in my chat saying that Twitch is shutting down on February 27th for Korea. Yeah, there's this, yep, oh, wow. everybody's saying, yeah. Oh my that's god. Wild. Oh my that's god. Not good. That's that's not good. Bro, everybody, bro, all of those Twitch streamers are toast. Where are they gonna go? I don't, I don't, a different live country. Discord streaming. Uh, like, I, what? like, oh my god. That's, that's, Facebook. I'm so sorry, guys. That, that's kind of big news, though. Honestly, that's, like, uh, that's wild. really, that's honestly super tragic because, like, that, that affects the UN and stuff as well. Like, the, I don't, I'm not sure yeah. what the Korean streamers are going to do. I'll have to ask them about it. Um, uh, that definitely does hurt the, uh, the creator community for sure. Um, and hurts KR's ability to, like, stream the game and stuff. But, um, okay, more uh, more to the point here. I'm curious, uh, Jay, Blonde, how do you feel about the proposed, like, I know that you guys are not necessarily PvP connoisseurs, but you guys mm -hmm. have been in, uh, like, high-end PvP guilds many times in your video career. How do you feel about doing instanced, like, GVG content like this? Would you do it if you feel like it was, like, standardized? Because, like, I feel like before, many people didn't do organic GVGs because, let's be honest, open-world organic GVGs are just who can zerg who. Right, like that's that's just boil, what it boils down to. Can we zerg them and how? So like, if you can't get zerged and it's in an instance and you know you're playing with your friends, like, would you guys participate in this content? Does it make you guys like PVEers? Does it make you guys excited about this? Would you do it? 
Uh, well, for me, yeah. um, I was thinking that, you know, they did this for a reason, right? They they created this like ranked um, GVG thing for a reason, and it seems like that reason is, uh, people are looking for something to do. The people are looking for, um, PVP to do, and because of the recent changes that has, um, you know, come to basically discourage that open world PVP, they're trying to add something new to appease those people to give them something to do i think maybe adding incentivized competition is usually a good thing you know um as you said before like in the early days of bdo gvgs were probably um they're probably the, one of the most popular ways to do pvp in open world right yeah it usually starts off with someone coming onto an occupied rotation and then they fight each other and then one calls for backup and the other calls for backup and it was you know i guess that was like the organic way to create and produce pvp uh, but now that, um, you know, they're trying out this sort of organized way to do GVGs as well as incentivize them rewards, I think this might help with that frustration of, you know, what happened recently that discouraged a lot of open world PP in the game. And, you know, if, hey, if I were to suggest another direction they could have taken this, maybe they could have made a separate standalone version of GVGs. Just kidding, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. It's... <laughs> Stop it! Getting. Stop! You are going to get <laughs> shot by don't members in game, ideas. by Can members of chat. Like, like there is I'm no sorry. shot. I'm just they, back to it. I'm I just... heard the pitchforks being brandished just from chat. Um, Seriously. Yeah, standalone GVG chink. Get out of here, blonde. How do you feel about it? Um. So, what PA does? They take something away that a lot of people cherish and like. You know, it's not really taken away. People think it's taken away. It's just the illusion. Now you just have to politics your guild decks, but. They take something away from the players. They can't just freely deck on anybody they just walk up to. And so they give back some new form of something that doesn't really address the exact problem. But again, like Jaycoon gives some them, like Jaycoon said, gives them something to do. I think that's kind of the idea here. They talked about the, the GVGs and um, RBF adjustments, rework node wars. I, I think, yeah, I agree. It's something to do. But even when I've talked amongst circles of PVPers, like even like the perma AOS is like some people see perma AOS as a bad thing because that means now at like you know at peak times of the year less people will play it because they were satiated three months before and so i see pros and cons to both sides i see you know how it could be something that could be liked by a lot of people i think i would be incentivized to maybe participate in these activities if there's like exclusive rewards the, the idea of like scarcity in a material and like needing like something out of this thing is what's really important that's what like uh, like jacob was saying about grind spots back in the day the organic natural open world grind spot stuff was i'm grinding in the best area and there's only two spots and you're coming to take me over so you can go ahead and grind in these two spots i feel like now that the game is like hey we've got like a million spots and you can make like five percent less but you'll never be bothered um eliminates a lot of that players aren't like pushed into one specific area like back in the day we were all pushed into Aquaman and Histria and we were always fighting all the time um I feel like that um not existing can be kind of tough but I don't think this is going to fully replace it nor is it going to be the cure I just think they I do agree they just need to add more events and things to do this being something that's maybe though fixed at a certain time of the day is going to be really odd if it's one of those things where it's like okay well you've got uh, your GVG at six. You've got your Node War at nine. You've got your um, you got your AOS at ten o'clock. Okay, and don't forget you've got to do like an hour of grinding in between there. And uh, I'm gonna oh, have to get my planner out, man. <laughs> right, right, right. Like I, I like, I like that the game yeah, has so like... much stuff going on that you can participate in so many things. But sometimes it can feel overwhelming to the point where I like, okay, now I'm not gonna do anything because it's just it's just too much. So, uh, you know, 
I like to pick and choose what I participate in, so maybe this could be that that design. But they're gonna have to just do more than just this. I mean, even like I, like you talked about the UN talk. I watched that whole entire video of the translation and everything, which was amazing um, to get that perspective. But a lot of Korean players are leaving, and and not just some simple change like giving them a piece of candy is gonna fix it, right? right. It's it, it's the fact that they made changes and pretended like it was something else and didn't really, you know that they're being sneaky about certain things and they, and it's not the first time PA has done it. And I feel like that's like just kind of patching this over with this is not really addressing the problem and, and more instant stuff. Isn't necessarily the cure either open world, organic stuff. Like the fact that I can choose to go to anywhere in the world and just start something is what's like amazing about the game. Um, and not being able to do that because everything's going to be instanced is, I, I think that's what PA wants the game to go in a direction of, but I don't think that's what the players want the direction of the game to go. And so it's going to be a little bit of a adjustment period, I think, till the players kind of catch up with the PA. Yeah, I, I personally, I think this is a good thing for the game because it strictly adds more potential content for the game. Mm-hmm. I don't think GVGs sure. will only happen necessarily in this instance thing. Um, you do make a couple good points. I think that like the game tending towards instant content is a generally bad thing. Um, but like, we also need to get away from this idea that we can just bully people out of the game, um, right, which right. like, you know, which is also a problem. Um, but yeah. Okay. So like, honestly, if you guys don't like that change, I was actually, that was like the slam dunk change. I was trying to lead off with something good, mm. you know, give Jay a piece of candy when we started before we hit him with that left hook. But like the next, uh, change that he proposed here is actually definitely the more radical of the two changes, uh, is mm. the node war changes. Uh, and this yeah. dude, this dude busted out the whiteboard. And I gotta say, thank you so much, Jay, for doing that because it opened up. So somebody in NA clipped it. Okay, snipped mm-hmm. like the like the image of him like writing on the whiteboard. And now it's just it's memes all over the place. Just the dankest <laughs> memes are being created of Jay oh, no. just drawing on this board, <laughs> trying to it's show the so player good. base what they're doing, <laughs> like what they're getting next. Um, so essentially, um. Let me try to explain this in words without a whiteboard. Um, they are going to be changing node wars to be a minimum of about 20 minutes to a maximum of about one hour um, is what's partially included in the change. And instead of fighting over very specific nodes, like smaller node areas, there's going to be a much bigger node areas that you're going to be fighting over at, so that many more guilds will drop with each other so that it will always be a fight. That being said... Um, the way that you conquer different areas of the territory uh, as the node war goes on is different now. So like certain areas of the, no- the like the territory will close themselves off after the certain minute mark. Like so at the 20 minute mark, uh, you know, the northwestern side of the territory kind of closes itself off and whatever guild last shot, um, like the neutral fourth that happens to be up there uh, takes that. And then that guild is, is kind of like forced out of the node war. They take that node. Uh, they're they're forced out of the node where they do not continue fighting. They're done. Uh, they get their rewards, and then the other guilds, all of them, continue fighting on. And then at like the thirty minute mark, there's another one. That guild gets taken out. The forty minute mark, there's another one. That guild gets taken out, and so on and so forth until all of the guilds basically have a node. Um, this was done basically in order to. Uh, well, okay. Uh, it also means that like we're doing away with like the standard node war fort. Uh, a lot of the annexes are probably going to go away. Things like cannons will probably vaporize and disappear. Uh, it'll feel more like an RBF with um, uh, where you're just spawning in and running it down uh, on the enemy guilds, uh, kind of fighting each other in the field. 
uh, on repeat. This was done basically to prevent Korea from doing something that they called the cartel, uh, which uh, loosely translates into like harsh politics. Um, it's not like normal politics. This would be like uh, Koreans' top three guilds has a have a tendency to just drop on a node and say, this is our node. They just bully everyone else off and then they just hand it to a guild. Um, so they call that the cartel politics. Um, and so like this system is meant to immediately counteract this. And I know that like Jay feels that the node war situation is dire in Korea. It's very different than North America and Europe. You need to understand this. In Korea, there are only three guilds that actually fight on tier four and tier five node wars. Um, maybe there are six or seven total that fight on tier three. Uh, and then there's like the T1, their, their small T1 scene. But like Node Wars and Korea are basically dead. Um, and so like the, this is their way of trying to revamp them. I have strong feelings about this. Um, Blue Sky, how do you feel about these these Node War changes? So it's kind of funny that you thought the first topic was going to be the slam dunk because I honestly really like them. I think this is, this is literally exactly what I've been saying I wanted out of Node Wars for a long time. And that's because... The easiest way for me to explain this, out of all of the years of Node Wars and Sieging that I've done, the most fun fights I have had have been blind drops. I hate scripted fights so much. It's not that they're not fun, they can still be fun, but there's something special about placing on a node and knowing it's literally just your guild against the world at the start well, and I'm trying sure. to figure out and maneuver around like who who is going to be friendly, who's not, that kind of thing. So well, I really like the Q thing a lot of like randomly placing guilds around. Well, it's not um, it's not a Q thing. They're not just randomly going to place you. You do get to still pick which area you want to place on. Yeah, it's not a random. Yeah, you pick the region, right? And then they split you around that region. Something like that. I yeah. understood it. Um, now, I mean, understand that, yeah, the blind drop would be optimal if we had enough guilds to actually warrant a blind drop. I think, yeah, you're right. I think being able to blind drop every night would be ideal for every single region. But so are like, you know, fairy tales. Um, and like if the tooth fairy was real, the world would probably be a better place. The problem is the reason we have those setup fights that you seem to not like so much is because there is no fight if everybody blind drops. Like there, there is no fight. You're just zerging oh, yeah, no, up. Like, I, I you just agree. run them it's down. It's a necessary evil for Node Wars to be any fun at all in the current state of it. Like absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so you like the changes. Very interesting. Very interesting. Uh, Blonde, I'm curious, how does your PVE take on this? Um, like what, what? How do you like? Like what do you think about this? Like do you feel like Node Wars were in a dire spot? Do you like? Do you feel like they needed to be? Like do you feel like they really needed to be changed, or is this a little heavy handed? Yeah, I don't. I don't really have a particular opinion on it. Um, I've heard both pros and cons from people that do Node Wars. Some people like it. Some people are interested in it. Some people aren't liking it. Um, yeah, it seems a little odd. It, and this is the one. The the new Node War system is the the no forts, right? Like everything's well, all pre-built stuff, right? Yeah, well, there's like there's like neutral forts that you spawn at, it's like and then you have to go the take the other. Thing, yeah, and you have to go take everyone else's fort stuff. Now, I, I I know that like a lot of like specific Node War siege lag is based on multiple factors, not just one. But honestly, if this cures a lot of the desynky lagginess on the server because of like independent structures <laughs> rather than pre-built stuff that's always going to be built into the server that way, oh, if this blonde. cures the lag problems, Silly listen, I'm blonde. trying to be optimistic, right? You, if this is going to cure those problems, joker, you, you little goofball, you. <laughs> If it, if it does that, then I'm all game for it. But if it doesn't solve that at least, then, you know, I'm kind of like, eh. 
you know, I don't know. But, yeah, I don't... but if people like it, then that's, I mean, we, they want to get more players into it because, like I said, in, in KR, like you talked in the UN video, they're losing a lot of players. So they're trying to just make either new players get into PvP at all or get something interesting for players to return. And so I don't know if trying to convert every new player to a PvP is really the solve because some people just don't like hurting other people, killing other people, whatever, you know? I don't think you'll ever sway that audience. I think that you just need to make what PvPers want as PvP content and have different PvP content for different people. Um, you know, all kinds okay. of different stuff. They're going to have to come up with more than just these two things to, quote-unquote, fix uh, yeah. the problem they've got. I think that um, there's a couple of people in chat that said, oh, this isn't going to do away with scripted fights. I actually think it basically dumpsters scripted fights um, altogether um, because there's no way to really set up a fight where like a guild is going to be knocked out at 20 minutes and then another guild's going to be knocked out at 30 minutes and then another guild. Like, how do you set up an even fight where guilds are constantly being taken out um, of the system? Yeah, I mean... Maybe it puts like a sense of urgency or, you know, if you do get dumpstered in a fight, you're going to try harder next time or hope that you get a better matchup. Like, um, I think there is ways like Blue Sky was saying where like you can have that like random drop moment happen where if more people are going to participate, then we can have like, you know, maybe it's going to be a, an absolute demolition on one side, um, but then the next fight might not be. And, and just the random stuff of that, I, I too am not a big fan of like politics fight for the good fight um, because it's just like, you know, I just want to go out and it's random. Like, I, I don't know. I, I prefer the blind um, personally, I think, but... I think everybody would prefer the blind drop in an ideal right. world, but like if uh, yeah. knowing that the blind drop 80% of the time is just not going to net you any sort of fight at all, um mm -hmm. you basically are forced into this scripted thing jay right, right. how do you feel about uh, this do you feel like a system like this would stop politics from happening uh like cartelling if you will uh, like knowing the the details of the system oh. uh as it is do you think that this kind of stops the politics problem um you know i've never really gone into politics so i don't know what the problem is <laughs> but you He's know like, can't um, we all get along I... <laughs> <laughs> when I think of Node Wars, you know, thematically, it's this sort of like large scale organized PvP mode where guilds have, you know, these forward operating bases, structures, vehicles, mounts, and you're using all these resources to try and take over a piece of land for money and power. And, you know, in this new format, it's a, I guess it's a lot less organized. It's a lot more like RBF, whereas RBF, um, I've always thought as, you know, it's a lot more, uh, you know, drop in, drop out sort of PvP mode where just have like a little bit of fun in a larger scale setting so with them potentially introducing a new format for node wars that is going to be more rbf style from what i'm understanding um and blending the two together it's definitely going to be as you said before a, a radical change a very radical change you know i've heard a lot of mixed opinions uh it, again it's a little hard for me to weigh in personally and add stuff to the table for this topic since i don't particularly participate in node wars too often um i think all i can say is that they're trying something out um trying something new and I do think trying out many different things is never a bad thing. So I guess we'll have to see how this pans out. You know, maybe this is the sort of like shake up that we may have been looking for in Node Wars. Um, maybe they'll, they'll keep shaking it until they find something that settles well, you know. Um, it is a drastic change. And if it does go well, Poggies. And if it doesn't go well, they'll, well, now we know. And they'll probably try something else out. So I'm, I'm so sorry, Jay. I can't take you seriously when your raccoon's Hi. always going, Wah! Yeah, he looks. Every, he looks so time. angry, doesn't he? What do you mean? Uh, uh, I'm the, being very serious right now. Don't you? Uh, don't you see it in I'm my so face? Serious. Very he serious. Looks so angry. <laughs> 
so um blue sky you, so you actually you're in favor of these changes you would like this like i'm open to the idea of this happening um however i'm curious what your take on is shortening node war to 20 minutes so that got him boys we got him yeah no i don't i don't like that one that's so the fight lasts an hour total, right? But within that hour, so only one of the forts will have an hour, right? And then a Correct. bunch of the other ones will have varying times. Correct. I so. think... I think shortening it by an hour is fine. But we shouldn't have these super short fights that are like 20 minutes long. I feel like what's going to end up happening is... The small, or at least what I think what they think is going to happen, what they're hoping happens is the smaller weekly guilds will go for the short timers because those will probably have lesser rewards. And then the big boys like Cho, Crawling, Barcode, Digit, like they'll go for the big one that's like an hour long. So I think having these smaller fights that try to de incentivize the big guilds from going on might let smaller guilds have fun but part of it might also just be because i we're so accustomed right to fighting for two hours it might just be something we're used to like you said i'm keeping an open mind with it like hey maybe it'll be fun but tw from my experience when in node war right i mean you've shot called blues you know yeah. this right mm -hmm. 20 minutes can sometimes be a single push in node war oh yeah like just the tw well, so oh you know not okay one push does not take 20 minutes well if you get like a flag down sometimes you can like keep the push going Bro, how slow but... is drift panda pushing you guys 20 <laughs> minutes you're crazy now pushes nowadays happen about every two minutes or so uh at the slowest if you're pushing from a flag usually it's every 60 seconds if, if it's a good guild if it's a good guild um, although yeah. Blue Sky, are you, you're not in crawling anymore? No, I swapped over to Ventus. Uh, oh my gosh. Yeah, a bunch of friends left for Ventus and I kind of just followed them. Blonde, I see you. You understand? <laughs> I You think I think I don't see you trolling in my chat. Um, but yeah, no, okay, yeah, Ventus is a great spot too. So wow, Ventus is really pushing that slow, huh? 20 minutes. Smoovers, no, I guess what I was thinking of is not a bed pushes. I was thinking more like... When we get an offensive hold, like with a flag, those flags can last anywhere from like 10 to like 20 minutes, depending on how good they are at trying to push us off. Like an offensive hold, I guess, is more what I would say. Because right. if you're talking individual pushes, yeah, it's like, you know, you go in, it takes you like a minute and a half maybe to get over there and have the fight end, and then you do it again, right? But Yeah, dang. Um... Okay. All right. Well, I'm, I was just curious about like the the lengthiness of it. You clearly like the structure. Some people are very split on this. I'm very skeptical about whether this is going to work. I think 20% chance that this actually works for the rest of the yeah. world. I think Korea I, is very excited about it just because um, their node war system is dead. So any changes are welcome uh, for them. But sorry, go ahead, Blue. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, like the only part I'm super on board with is how it's going to try to promote blind drops. We'll see how that goes out, but the rest of it, I'm, you know, I'm keeping an open mind. I don't want to shoot anything down without trying it. Yeah. I know it's weird to say, you know, trust PA, but maybe, you know, maybe it'll work out. 
who knows right yeah i i feel like the way that pa looks at it is as if we're all brand new to playing the game and so like oh all the new players like you said would go to the 20 minute one so it would take them time to figure out how to play the game and do it so like at the 20 minute match would be like a bunch of chickens running around with their heads cut off and so it'd be really simple and then as it scales up and gets more rewards and more time the experienced players would make more efficient plays and so the the fight would need to be longer for you know the pushes to go back and forth but I feel like that's not how that's like how it looks on paper, but in actuality, it's not really truly gonna look like that. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And there's nothing to really stop guilds from like splitting into another guild or a smaller guild, other than like the what is it, the ranking system or something that like stops them from like uh, like some crazy high guild just inting the rewards and just going to absolutely smash a lower guild. You know? Because um, if they do that, they're out. They're done. They can't do it anymore. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, or or they'll push the fight all the way to the, like they'll demolish him for ninety eight percent of the match, and then at the last second, what it, it said in the in the talk, like oh the last hit wins it. So if like by miraculous win the newbie guild wins it because the guild was pushing ninety eight percent of the time, and then they stop, and then they hit the fort, then the noob guild goes on, and the the op guild gets or they don't go on, they finish, and then the Guild that wants to just smash people just keeps going. Like I feel like there's so many ways it can be manipulated, but we're not. We shouldn't look at it like that because it's just be annoying. But I I don't know. I, I feel like Pia always has these on paper cool ideas, and then in actuality, it's just not going to work with like a player base like ours. We're too crazy. Yeah, we are. We are a little nuts. But um, mm -hmm. okay. So we'll go ahead and move on to uh, our second topic here, which is again uh, one of the other things that was covered uh, at the uh, the Jays late night talk. Uh, Jay apologized to the player base about 15 different times. Um, mm -hmm. And on one of the apologies, he said, I'm going to change. Change is important. And to show that you guys that I am willing to change, I'm officially announcing a gunner class development for BDO. Mm. This is not necessarily going to be the next class that we're going to get. I think, in fact, that he did specify that it is not the next class we're going to get, but it should be one of the next classes um, that we're going to get. There are strong feelings in the community about this. Normally, I would say that, like, most people are very, always very excited about a new class. I've never really seen people get pushed back about a new class. Um, however, this is the first time I've really seen people uh, be kind of split on this. So I'm curious if any of us um, are split on this. Blue Sky, what's your take? Gunner class as an Awakening Wizard main. How you feel? Oh, you're muted. Uh... <laughs> Oh, yeah, he's muted. Yo, Sky, you're muted. Oh, my bad. I must okay. have... I forgot I was on push to talk for you guys. That's all right. <laughs> it happens. Talk. I yeah. said, um, yeah, I'm really excited for it. Um, I've been asking for a gunner class, like, since I started playing this game. Ever since I saw that, oh, there's a hunting matchlock, there's a sniper rifle, some of the mobs have guns. When do I get to use one, right? Like, <laughs> I've really been looking forward to it. Yeah, okay, so you're excited about Corsair, it. right? To be clear, most of the time in Korea, what a gunner class means is like the Lost Ark, like two pistols, like Lucian, yeah, li li yeah. either you're spinning around, like shooting a bunch of stuff all the time, or you're like Lucian in um, League of Legends, League of Legends where you're, yeah, you're mm -hmm. kind of banging out, or Misfortune in this way. Uh, but we've already got the Corsair, so I doubt it's going to be more of a Misfortune take. I think it's going to be more of a uh, more of a Lost Ark. What's, what's the gunner class in lost ark call i forget um dead eye, gunslinger. Uh, dead eye sharpshooter there's like a few of them oh, okay gunslinger. there you go yeah so like blonde bear how do you feel about a gunner class in our fantasy setting like this 
Um, on specifically the way that Jay said, I am willing to change. So a class that we said we'd never fit into the fantasy we're fitting. I like I like that that he's like saying I'm willing to change. Here's something I said I'd never do to the game because it doesn't fit. And I guess that's cool. But like I feel like new classes. I mean, as much as PVPers are gonna play whatever um, class they enjoy, I feel like it's like. You know, saying that to like a the other part of the audiences is like, well, not like like sit, like I feel like a lot of people just didn't ask for that, right? Like we have a lot of like our peers and, and people that are like, okay, well, this breaks my fantasy, and I'm not getting anything out of it because I don't I don't need you to change, Jay. I'm not the one that's upset about stuff in the game. You know, I think it should stay in the element of whatever he wants to change. But I do like the idea that he's willing to change and showing that is like a big deal to him by changing the. By, by breaking the fantasy rule, I guess, of, like, being able to do something else. Um, so in that aspect, I guess on one point it's cool. On the other side, it's like, okay, may, maybe just add more PvP stuff instead. Um, when it comes to the actual class, I mean, it depends. Like, when they say gunner, yeah, immediately goes to, like, the Deadeye double pistol whipping. You know, he's going around crazy, flipping around. Way too much movement, way too much damage, stuff like that. But in actuality, I mean, it could just be, like, a dwarf with a blunderbuss or something, right? Which is, you know, something very, very, very different. It could be another Awakening Corsair style where it's like, yeah, she's got a gun, see? And then her Awakening turns into a mermaid and it's completely different or something like that. You know, like, there's a lot of different... Um, stuff that they could do with it so they probably will still probably bend it to the fantasy because making any kind of like class where you're like slinging you know two pistols around and absolutely having nutty movement and damage is just going to be like megu on crack i feel it's just going to be so problematic so i don't know we'll we'll see and and the way that successions and awakenings work in this game it's like you know yeah i have a a gun for my pre-awakening and then as a dwarf i'll have a two-handed hammer so like when am i ever going to use that gun i'm going to be sitting in the hammer form Dude. spinning in circles blowing up people with lightning bolts like i'm going to be like baby thor you know what i mean so I would you know, love I, a I hammer class, dude. I would, I would go hard <laughs> right? on the dwarf hammer class, bro. Right? It'd be cool. It'd be cool. So it just depends. They'd have to either make it like the primary thing or that. I don't know. But in general, it's cool. I mean, I think yeah, people love new classes and stuff like that. But um, well, you know, it's it's interesting. I'm curious why people are so against it. We have Awakening Berserker that literally has a cannon on his arm. It shoots yeah. stuff like Mega it, Man. It, it's. I, I agree. I think it's to the sentiment of like that medieval fantasy, right? Like um, muskets and um, I, I know the sniper rifle kind of breaks it, but matchlocks, it's like, okay, one shot. Okay, got to reload. Okay, one shot, got to reload. Okay, a cannonball system is literally putting a cannonball, even though the actual Awakening Berserker is a lot faster and stuff because the game's just developed mm -hmm. that way. I think it's just breaking that fantasy, which also goes into our extra topic, but I'll explain that later. Um, it, um, it just depends on how far we want to go into breaking it, how far we want to stay in it. Does that even matter at a certain point anymore? I think they've made a point that it does matter um, to keep the illusion of like running around and like like if I'm running around in a giant robo cyber horse and stuff or whatever, like it just doesn't fit this like classical fantasy world. And it's a decision up to the developers if they want to cross that line or not, which, you know, well, I guess we'll see, huh? Yeah, I'm not really sure. Jaycoon. I know that you are going to like you I I'm I would be shocked if you did not like the announcement of a new class regardless of what it was. How do you feel about a gunner class and how it fits into the fantasy world that we have here? It's not really my personal preference when it comes to aesthetics, but um you know I can't deny that it's you know a gun class in media would be very interesting and exciting and I thought I think a lot of players are really hyped for it. 
right? For those who really wanted that sort of fantasy aesthetic that they wanted for their class, right? And they could go so many directions with it. I think the classic direction that we're all usually think of, you know, you mentioned it before, like dual pistols, Lucian, Misfortune, and stuff like that, right? Um, and, you know, maybe they could even, as Blonde Bear said, you know, cross the line into maybe machine guns, shotguns, you know? Maybe they could implement more fantasy type elements, like maybe magical bullets, magical lasers, or something like that. Or we can go full Final Fantasy, a gun blade, you know, as a weapon. You know, it's all very exciting to think about. Um, and maybe if we wanted to fit it into the world of BDO, right? Um, I think there's one person that really could maybe pioneer it. Um, and it's this, you know, the NPC who could potentially jumpstart and introduce these kinds of weapons would be some some kind of scientist, you know? And who else is one of the most known scientists in BDO? It's Marnie, the mad scientist, right? Yeah. And again, I think he would be the one to pioneer it. And, and you know, a class that could both utilize guns and science would be pretty, pretty interesting. Maybe they can even, again, keep keep going, keep crossing the line. What about a, like a mech? Like it's using like a, I know, I don't know, you're controlling like a, a mech or something like that, you know? We, feel go, we go full on Gatling gun mode, rocket launchers, et cetera, et cetera. It could be, um, yeah. We could, so they could maybe, go the, I mean, to be honest, route, but I don't know. <laughs> we've kind of crossed the mech line already with the ancient weapons. Kind of, yeah. We, we, we what do you mean with just, the ancient? Like, blend the two together. Uh, the ancient, ancient weapons? weapons. Like, you mean in the dungeons? <laughs> Yeah, the ancient weapons in the Ataraxian, they, they're basically robots, but they're made of, like, stone there's, and, like, There's no cute Korean girl mm. sitting in the in that <laughs> mech. It kills the hey, whole idea be. and aesthetic of the mech. You know what I mean? Um, there, could, there could be a cute Korean... Have you seen Nikkei? That... No, but I'm about to Google that. Nikkei? How do I That's spell it? Do not Google that. Search, search it. Search it right now. How do, I, how do I spell it? N-I-K-K-E. Nikkei. Um, the goddess of victory video has a very uh, it's a bunch of robo robo girls in mech stuff. Never mind. Very popular. Nope. 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 Never mind. Nope. I'm out. No, I'm out. I'm no, out. Yeah. yeah I'm no. out. No. I told you. Not questionable. To. It's questionable. It's questionable. It's questionable. We're out of that. No way. Um, but even still, like, really, we're gonna try to fit a mech into this game. I feel like, like, I don't know. I, I don't know, man. I I would rather have a druid. I'd rather have a dwarf. Mm. I'd rather have a dwarf. I'd rather have a, necromancer. a necromancer. I'd rather have yeah. a summoner. I'd rather have like anything else that really, and it's mm. really not as much about fitting the aesthetic. I think that like, if they're going to do some sort of gunner class, it has to be hex tech. It must be hex tech, like of some Marnie kind. Tech. Yeah. Or Marnie tech, Marnie tech. Right. Like it's gotta mm. be something like that. It's gotta be that kind of theme. You can't just mm. introduce it as some like 2023 or like futuristic style mech that you're just dropping in a video. Um, I mean, I find it interesting that they're willing to work on a gunner class, but then somebody like suggests like riding a tiger through Valley and Jay's like hard stop on that. Get, get out of here right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? We are not allowing that in this, in this game. You know what I mean? Like, well, if we're going to allow gunners, I would rather have gotten up there and been like, and to show you, we're going to change. We're going to allow you to ride tigers and the birds from up on Navern step and like the bears and like all the other stuff. Uh, in the game i personally i want to see us be able to ride mounts that's still i feel like that's still within theme like i feel mm -hmm. like that's yeah. still would on you, the fantasy theme would you want to see similar upgrades for those mounts like with horses where you could get dream versions oh, or yeah. mythical versions of those mounts eventually yes but i will settle 
Um, I feel like, like they could just do skins that just transform your your mount, right? I think that would be the though. easiest way to put that in because mm, adding yeah. adding actual mounts, I feel like would because they talked about it before adding the elk and then that just never happened and people were like, bro, where's our elk? And I think they just went forward with the T10 T9 T10 system. I think that we definitely have room for them to just make costumes that just completely change the look of your mount. I, I think that's completely within the realm of the game and able to do. They just need to choose whether or not they want to do it. Making a whole new animal horse system mount system i think would just make us that like um i mean maybe they could make a new skill out of it and different stuff like that like a, a branch off of taming Tra training and taming but i just feel like a skin would just be an easier system wow and then they can retroactively add like fragments of the costume in grind spots and then you can go grind for your new tiger mount uh, like like that would work. I'll take anything at this point. I'll literally take anything. As far as the gunner class goes, he was like, I'm announcing a gunner class. And I was like, bro, Corsair is in shambles right now. It's like they forgot about her, man. They're like gunner like, class. Like, what do you mean gunner class, bro? She's already got she's a giant otters. gun. Yeah, she's got a, like otters are shooting guns. She's shooting guns. Everybody's shooting guns. Um, and then, like, also, again, the Berserker has a giant-ass cannon on his goddamn Whoa. arm, bro. Like, what is going Cannon's on? Cannon's not a gun. It's a little different. Oh, okay. shit. <laughs> bro, blonde over here. Actually. Um, actually. Actually. Once it reaches a certain capacity of density and mass, it's no longer regular God. gun. Oh, my God, bro. Help. It's um, a big gun. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's so, like, one. I'm excited for a new class regardless of what it is. So, like, sure, give me the gunner class. I've never really cared too much about staying on the fantasy theme. But as long as we're trying to break that mold, can we please get something other than horses? That was my take um, from uh, from that part of the discussion. They also mentioned um, the new, uh, like, they're going in a different direction with outfits. And by a different direction, I mean they're literally going to look at Lost Ark and then they're going to try to copy what they're doing. Um, is what it looked like to me. Like I got like the, like they they showed some mock-ups on the screen. Uh, one of which was like a schoolgirl or a schoolboy or like somebody studying at university. Um, like they they said that they're gonna go in a direction that like doesn't focus on like before they had like every class had a theme, and like they were not gonna deviate mm -hmm. from that theme no matter what. Um, and now they're like okay with deviating from the theme. He also mentioned long capes and trying to organize like classes that have never had long capes before to try to get them to have long yes, capes. Yes, please. He, yeah, and it, so <laughs> he, he did mention that. Um, he did mention that, but he said it would take some time. So I'll see you in 2028, Blonde Bear, when that change actually does manage to make it I'll to the live waiting. patch. Yeah. I'll be waiting. <laughs> but like, how do you guys, like, do you guys feel like the outfits lately have been drab? I know that KR, KR felt so strongly about it, they brought it up in the United Nations BDO talk that we had. Um, they were like, how do you feel about the current, um, like outfit situation? I was like, this is really the top of your priority list right here. This is, <laughs> this is right at the top though. Okay. Right. That's same, I guess. Um, so like they are really upset about like, like current outfits. They feel like they could be doing better. Do you guys feel like they could be doing better? Mm -hmm. Blue sky. How do you feel? I don't know. Wizards got some pretty baller outfits, man. True. I mean, honestly, I don't think the outfits were ever an issue. I'm happy with most outfits. I mean, again, I play Wizard, and Wizard doesn't really... It, a lot of the outfits are pretty decent. But the whole going away from the fantasy-type outfits or, like, that kind of thing, I don't like it. I don't, 
I, I, I guess I'll have to see how extreme they're willing to go, right? Because in Lost Ark, which you brought up, yep. there's literally people running around in like a panda suit. I don't want that in Bro, video. Are you kidding me? I hope right they now? don't go that far. Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> I literally walked by a Kunoichi yesterday that I, I thought wasn't clothed. I literally had to do a double take. <laughs> She's literally wearing a bikini. Like, this is, this is a joke. They actually modified the Shell Bell outfit recently so that it could be let more lewd. Yeah. Like, even more lewd than it was before. And before, I'm going to tell you right now, it was already the Kumar outfit before. And now, it's like, it's just like, all right, yeah, you're covering, like, with the Twitch TOS stuff. You know what I mean? And everything else is fine. It's kind of crazy. Like, I don't know. That doesn't break your immersion, Sky? Are you okay with that? I honestly don't like those outfits either, but it's, they have them in the game, so it's I can't It's not a man of culture, it. boys. Get him out. <laughs> um, you heard him. Sick him. Um, all right. But um, I just hope they don't go too extreme with it. Like, don't make it silly. I guess is what I'm trying to get. I don't want silly outfits. What? I want silly <laughs> The Jay, the there's best. Jay right there. Jay has been quiet like mean? most of the podcast. Outfit. There Give it, it is. <laughs> I just watching yeah, Jay has been. I think you've been quiet the whole podcast, Jay. I, and he goes, sorry, "I don't want I, any more I, silly outfits." And then here's Jay's little avatar. What? 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 Jay? <laughs> He's so angry. What is? Okay, here's the I think we all know that the end game of BDO is fashion. So I'm really excited what the art department has in store for us because i think you know just purely judging off the teaser image of the new costume they want to potentially make some more modern style outfits rather than you know the current fantasy style outfits that were you know on theme that we're you know been having so i'm super excited i know earlier that um when i say fashion is the end game video it's like a meme but at the same time it's kind of not you know i feel like irl if we look good and we and we feel like we look good we 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 are usually more confident we're happy and i think that's actually pretty reflective in game or wherever else in your life as well i feel like personally i i do more dbs if i look good you know i feel more confident in my abilities i feel more confident in me pressing my key inputs correctly i feel like i get more drops you know i think that placebo effect is not a bad thing and that them creating a much wider selection of fashion outfits is going to be very good for the game and I think if BDO is planning to monetize the game, I think most people agree that cosmetics is the best approach to do so. So that's my take on it. And Blue Sky, it's okay to have a wrong opinion. Don't worry about it. Absolutely demolished. Holy moly. Jay actually <laughs> argued with someone. Nice job, Sky. The PayPal's in your inbox. Um, Blonde, how do you feel about like outfits like this? Uh currently i'm on I, I agree with blue sky um currently as is we have like a fantasy world where everything's kind of fitting into a certain element so um i personally really like the idea of staying in that element um like there's a line to cross in like pa already kind of is crossing it for the classes that maybe breaking the fantasy and doing like a gunner class where he's running around with pistols they could break the costume thing um it's just complex. We have a wide variation of costumes, and I, I feel like we just had, like, there's a period of time where a lot of them were coming out, but as we get more classes, it then takes more time and more people and more artists to design and then make and then make sure it looks good and works. So, so it just depends. On the other hand of things, 
Um, when it comes to like Lost Ark, they have a lot of casual wear outfits, and I think that's what a lot of people like. I talked to a lot of people. I asked a lot of people, how do they feel about outfits before the podcast? And there's a lot of people that honestly, they just like want to like a hoodie or a sweater on their character. They just want to be able to look like casual wear. And I'm like, you know, if they could fit that in the element of the game, like, yeah, sure. If not, and PA decides to cross that line, it is what it is. A Lost Ark does have a lot of, like, panda costumes, dinosaur outfits. They have a, a mascot. It's called a Makoko. It's, like, a little bean sprout-looking thing. And there's, like, literally outfits that, like, it's a full bodysuit, fursuit, coat suit, And, like, there are all kinds of colors, and they monetize it, like, all kinds of ways. Um, it really just depends if they want to do something like that um, for that. Now, when it comes to specifically what's awesome about costumes and what I'd like to see more of um, in the costume department, collabs. Uh, the Berserk collab was probably one of the greatest collabs BD has oh, ever done. Dude, and I, mi- the... I wasn't there yet for it, man. I never dude, got the opportunity, it dude. Was, it was incredible. Not only was it just the coolest style event because they had quests, they literally um, made a model for uh, Zod and they had like different quest lines and stuff you had to do and all the stuff you had to collect. They made the little Behelet alchemy stone. Um, they did so many amazing thematic things. And then they sold the costume, which is insanely rare. Um, they, they like like only a handful of people have it because like yeah. most people back then don't play the game anymore. Um, yeah. So it's really it's crazy when you see one of those outfits. Yeah. And I think that those collabs in general More bring um, 100%. Right, bro, people want to buy those bro. because they're like, oh, it's going to be exclusive. It's oh, exclusive, I want this and bro. I'm going to keep it forever. The exclusivity, the how cool it was, honestly. Um, I wish they would do more. Probably not in the style of Bugatti. I thought that was kind of a weird Bugatti, one. Bugatti, how dare you? <laughs> Son the blasphemer. content out of that one. I just that, that's that's something I don't understand. Um, but I like the Berserk one. Um, the cursed one was cool, but they didn't do costumes. They just did a quest line for the launch of the Netflix show. I thought that was kind of weird. So, what if other gonna... IPs would you want to see them cross over with? Honestly, anything. Uh, I mean, anything that again fits again in that sort of realm, right? Um, Don't say anything. If we're doing anything. stuff that's like crazy, like there's Don't there's say. some nutty stuff you could do, but. But it, no, don't say anything, because otherwise you're gonna get Pearl Abyss built for tough. You know what I mean? Like it's just not. I don't want branding. Can't. I want my anime show costume to be in my video game. Uh, not a. F- yeah, yeah, that's just that's what I'm saying. I think that's so. That's what the Bugatti rings to me. It's like here's like let's a we're a NASCAR car where we're putting whatever branding we want. It's so silly. But like yeah, like One Piece stuff or or different stuff like that. That'd be cool. Just like a single thing, right? I I think that'd be really cool. Um, so collabs are one of the coolest things about outfits, and I wish they would do more of that. Um, the casual wear, like I said, from Lost Ark, that's something that would be really neat. I think that when you start getting like giant plushy suits, I think there's some classes like Tamer and Shy that we've kind of gone a little bit within that way of it. But doing too much of it, I feel like, past that fantasy line that, again, PA is going to cross, maybe or maybe not, who knows. Um, I also would like to see, um, personally... They added it recently. It was the new costume on Draconia and Guardian. The, the plate outfit, the Lekra, Sean, or Druk, whatever it's called. I don't know what it's called, but it's basically a plate suit of armor. I've been begging for a plate suit of armor on, like, the girl classes for a long time. I don't understand why they they can't seem... They always want to make the chicks naked or skirty or whatever. Give me a massive suit of armor. Give me, like, an Eric Alphonse suit like that makes me look like a giant on guardian give me like um what is it the one on, on the berserker the jungle beast i want massive plates with fudging spikes everywhere and i'm looking like a giant 
you know, tank. Like, I don't I understand yeah. why we don't do no, any of that it's stuff. Called, it's called the jousting outfit for Valkyrie, and your boobs still bounce up and down as if their metal has, <laughs> like, the laws of physics have actually broken. I, I, I need, it's I a need fantastic more than that, and outfit. I need it to not be attached to the skin of my character. I, I, also, want, I, want a, I want a breastplate that doesn't show my breasts. I, I just <laughs> want to point out, to be clear, that the two people in this call who play male classes are very dissatisfied with the outfits in this game and what new outfits and the two guys that play female classes are like oh. honestly any outfit Give is me great all the booba we, ex, thank you jay um on the same you know, page with this one <laughs> i think i think i think we're just different types of men you know <laughs> looking for different things I mean, the heart wants what it wants you know what i mean i i suppose I suppose, blonde, if you roll that way, man, it's all good, homie. Like, it's no big deal. It is 2023. I, I, I guess it's just because I'm married, I'm satisfied with it. You know what I mean? I Lucky. I don't know what it is. I, well, the yeah, rest I, of us aren't married, blonde, and we need this. So yeah, don't bring yeah, it into our I mean, game. Realistically, yeah. That, I mean, that's kind of on the money, right? We do have a lot of younger people that play the game. You know, a lot of, you know horny individuals so it just could be just that honestly i just think having the option to choose i'm not saying don't like don't stop making those costumes um just add the the cool plate ones too you know what i mean like like zerker's got a whole bunch of them like the tantu armor is like basically a giant iron man set i'd love to see some female classes in that but every single female class has got some skin and not that I don't like that, but there's a million outfits already like that. Give me something that's like a massive suit of armor. I, that's honestly, it's all I want. Even if it's just one, and then just let me color it different ways. I don't know. Goodness. All right. Well, there's um, one thing okay. about. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Yeah. The if they're the. I mean, I agree with you on that, blonde. But the one thing that even irks me about the heavy metal female armors, they're still wearing mm -hmm. heels. Why yeah, are they wearing heels? Oh my god, that's another thing. Thank you. You just re I, I was going to talk about that. Every Stop single that. female outfit has heels. They don't need to, but it's Stop programmed into their it. model so they can't undo it. Look, I see people... But they need to just make boots that just look like a flat foot. I see people... Maybe her literal foot is, like, angled, but just design it to look like it's a big old boot. I like, please. see people all the time that walk through the desert with heels up. Okay? That's how you walk through sand. <laughs> Okay, I have it on good authority that that is how women typically walk through sand. They just stick the heel mm, into the ground. That's what I've helps, seen mostly, helps, yeah. It helps give them stability. The They're always the on the boot. beach with their... And that's <laughs> the gunner class. A boot. Oh gun. my god. So, so yeah, I agree. The, he, the heel thing is massive and also needs not to be changed, just design costumes that don't have a heel. I Just make it a big shoe that just covers the heel so we have the illusion of it's not an actual heel. And also... Nuvercant armor. Nuvercant armor is the closest we've had to an actual suit of armor on the female class. It doesn't outline their like boobs to a certain extent. It, there's like no skin on that outfit. It's like the perfect outfit, but I have to go grind another one just to be able to put it on a female class, which sucks. I wish I could kind of duplicate it, but more of that. And and again, on the topic of costumes, make some more costumes grindable. If PVPers could PVP on Arshan, every time they killed a person within a 10-minute cooldown, you know, that it can't just spam the same person over and over again, and they collect 500 Arsha tokens, let them get some sick Arsha outfit that looks cool with skulls all over it or something. I, I don't know why we don't incentivize that. When they did Orzeka, there were people all over the spectrum of the game that are like, I need to go grind here so I can get it. Can I, can I, what's the minimum rec for Can I go at three, can I go at 280 AP, please? Can I do it? <laughs> 
it's like every dude is asking because they just want to collect their leaves and get the frick out which is cool because it promotes people to go to a group grind spot so you get more groups initially but then once everybody gets their outfit they're kind of out but it, you know i really like that um collect a bunch of tokens and then turn it into a costume box they need to do way 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 more of that they need to do one now that they've shown us the design we need one with a full ator boot suit we need one with a full um dragon dawn glove set and we need one with the actual like a uh, mm. dead god obliterating armor they need to just make like collectible costume sets and they can theme everything over the zone, right? Like with the new Demon Land zone, they can give us something like that. With um, with our boss blitzes, they can put a token in there just like we have it for the um, the um, jewel earring, right? For the Debo. Right. Like adding more of that stuff, I think, is just key to getting people to like... There are a lot of people that are at the point where like they're not incentivized by money. I know a lot of people that are reaching 301, 401, and they're like, why do I need to really grind anymore? Like I kind of can do everything. I don't need to do anything. And there's ways to incentivize players to continue playing the game that don't have anything to do with money. And it's entirely about, I feel like I'm progressing on this new outfit. Oh, man, I really want to collect it. Oh, I really want to do this. I really want to do that. And we just don't we just don't capitalize it, which is a shame. I, I think PA could do it and get players to, like, want to just do those collection things. And, and a key on that is just, like, I think that PA should be doing more collectible things like that in general, personally. Yeah, we've, yeah I mean, we've been, yeah, we've talked about that many times. Um, right, right. Trying, like, we all want more collectible outfits like that so mm -hmm. that you can measure the size of your EP. Well, I mean, that's how you flex mm -hmm, on other mm -hmm, players, mm -hmm. right? 100%. Being like able to link items in chat. That's why the, I, yeah, that's, that's why the, um... Well, I mean, you do this in League of Legends too, bro. Like, right. I mean, how many of you have like Championship Thresh or Pack Sivir or something? Yep. You know, like those are like exclusive, like the originals of those skins mm -hmm. are just like super good. Um, 100%. And like, that's how you flex on other players, you know, like, and, and like collabs, I think would be a great way to do that. I don't know, Death Note collab or so, I don't know, anything. Yeah. Honestly, they know yeah, that anything. most of their player anything. base is weebs. So like any, and it, just pick an anime, who cares? Right. Um, They're not right. going to know the difference anyway. They're all the same. Um. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get assaulted right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So like, there is another topic that uh, I do want us to cover here. Uh, and blonde, I know has very strong feelings. I also have strong feelings about this particular topic. It's how Jay kind of handled or uh, what like what he thinks of his promises to the player base um, in the in the late night talk. So like like how do you feel the late night talk overall went? And how do you feel like he's handling his promises to the player base overall? I'll give my opinion first, and then I'll throw it over mm -hmm. to you guys. Um, I actually hated the way the late night talk went, because to me, it did look like um, he, he's still not listening to us. He's still not listening to the West um, or like to any for He specifically only cares uh, and listens to Korean feedback. That's what it looked like to me in the in the Jay's late night talk. The rest of the world funds your game. The rest of the world has like like I don't know five to ten times as many players as are in Korea, and you are only focused on one region and trying to people please that one region, and you can't even get that right. So like, although he may have like satisfied them for now, um, I was very disappointed um, with like. I don't know, just their ability to address the the foreign player base. And I say foreign as in like everyone outside of Korea in this case, Korea in this case would be considered a foreigner. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, that's my take on it. I did not like uh, necessarily how it went. Some of the, the content obviously is exciting to me, but I think the biggest overall problem with the game right now is that it feels like the developers and Jay specifically are not listening to the player base. 
And I say the player base is in the entire world, not just KR. So, like, how do you guys feel about this? Blue Sky, I'll throw it over to you first. Um, how do you feel about Jay's promises and stuff and, like, how it went as a whole? No, I mean, I completely agree with you, like, on everything you just said. he didn't. I don't think he mentioned any other server in that talk a single time. I'm pretty sure he was exclusively talking to the Korean players and responding to their complaints. It would be nice if, like, maybe he could address, like, NAEU comments or something in some form. Mm -hmm. Even if there's not a promise that comes out of it, just show that he's looking, at least. But he doesn't even do that. Mm -hmm. He just kind of... I don't know, he's... Well, he's not focused in the right spot right yeah yeah i mean like the worst part was that like they had it translated like they have had like the the immediate like cover talk like an hour or two after the stream that had like the translated version to us so he knew so like the argument that like oh well he's just talking to korea these late night talks are just for korea right no that's that's bullshit that's bullshit because they immediately had it translated they know the entire world is watching this dev talk right they're translating it to the rest yeah. of the world why are you not talking to the whole world? It drives me nuts, man. Jacob, how do you feel about it? You know, I, I think there's a lot of pressure to be the face of something really big. You know, you're expected of so many things and anything that you do is going to be criticized, scrutinized, judged. And I think that's probably what he's feeling right now with the current state of BDO and his relationship with the players. Um, maybe I think, culturally how they run things is in korea is probably different than the way companies run things in the west you know and with the addition of the language barrier perhaps those are some pretty big factors as to why there's been some disconnect uh between the devs and the players and you know as for whether he did a good job addressing um the things during that stream he definitely could have done better better being you know addressing the other regions I think uh, Blue Sky uh, mentioned um, as well that I want to piggyback off of is just letting him uh, have him tell us or like show us that he's looking at something. Like I would rather have him uh, say that he is not considering something that we suggested rather than him just there's no communication at all, you know? So um, what yeah. I do have a lot of hope for from what I saw on the stream is that he's he said he was willing to change. Um, whether he does change or not is a different question, right? Um, he did announce all those radical changes potentially happening in the future BDO. I do think change is important. I think we're definitely going to see what BDO has in store for us when the Calfion ball happens. So hopefully the change that he's talking about is for the better. So, yeah, I mean, like I, the problem I is I think when he says he's going to change, I don't think he means for us, Jay. Mm. I think he means for the Korean players specifically. Like, like, I don't think he cares. Uh, like, I don't get the idea that he gives um, a flying f about the rest of us. Uh, Blonde, how do you feel about it? Can I not hear Blonde? Am I crazy? Oh, Blonde is muted. Okay. I'm so sorry. You're so good. that I stay on point with exactly what you guys were just talking about, um, to continue off of that, yeah, I think that that's like the key thing. They're not addressing the concerns of every single region. They're talking specifically to KR. KR is the one that had, what, 10 guilds worth of 100 people each leave, 100 plus people leave, yeah. um, and they continue to leave, and then people aren't even participating in node wars because they're upset with the sneaky changes PA's done and other things that they, they say one thing, but they change it for another reason. Um, I don't blame the Koreans, but they're actually sticking to it. I've told, other, I've told my friends, it's like, if you don't like the changes, you have to 
excuse me, you have to vote with your wallet. If you, if you don't pay, if you don't play, that's how you show that, you know, you're upset with the game. But the problem is, I don't know if the Koreans have a better iron will than us, but we're addicted. So there's going to be people that are going to log on, even if they hate the game every single day, they're going to log on. And they, I don't know if the NAs are just more degenerate or what. Um, when it comes to to the response, like I said, I watched the UN video, so it, it was, it's just weird. I feel like the apology video is directed specifically at KR, but it felt almost like they're not even talking to the veteran player base. They're talking to the, all the new players or or maybe players that aren't interested. Like I said, in these PvP changes, it seems like they're trying to incentivize non-PvPers to maybe try out PvP and try out these modes, and maybe this will be cool or fun or whatever. But a lot of PvPers I've talked to don't care about any of this instant stuff. They don't care about the reworks. They... They kind of want the OG game back. And unfortunately, ever since Succession, we're never going to get that game back. And um, so then they kind of live on the semblance of being able to still kind of run around in the open world and kill people, which still does exist, just not maybe in the massive form that you can do it on every server and deck any player. Like, I mean, ar artificially, the decks worked as like basically an Arsha, not on Arsha. You could just deck any guild, obviously not the ones that can be decked, and then you could just kill them infinitely over and over again. That's basically Arsha on every channel. Now they just actually have to go to Arsha and actually fight players. But then they're like not wanting to do that. So I, I don't understand really the complaints more about the players themselves rather than the actual problems. But when it comes to PA, it's so weird. PA talks about how they're listening to the players. They read a bunch of foreign posts on KR. But when it comes down to it, KR audience, the actual players in the audience and the streamers even think that NA is like the, the prime audience because we get the game after they server test it. But NAEU looks at KR getting it like immediately and getting all the content and we're like, bro, like, yeah, they're the test server, but they're definitely the prime audience because they're getting it first, whereas the Koreans don't see it that way. I mean, some probably do, but a lot of them think that we're the prime audience and that they're listening to us directly, but we obviously feel that we're not. We put, we've made forum posts, none of it gets addressed. We've talked about things on videos youtubes podcasts twitch we've done stuff and it's kind of like eh, we've provided feedback and like some of it does get through in some places but it's like not exactly what we're looking for so it feels like what it seems is that kr has their own internal team that they're talking to about the game and getting feedback from the game because i don't understand or see what feedback they're actually listening to um, when they cherry pick the forums for these J talks, it's like they kind of have to. They can't choose the forum that's got like the dead man laying down on the ground meme, like whatever. Like I, I get it. They have to do PR, but when it comes to addressing an actual audience, it's really tough. Doing the apology, going back on something he never said he would do, is kind of like the the direction he needs to go. But until players are satisfied, it, it's going to be really difficult. And and I think that. You know, like you addressed in the UN video, um, this the quote-unquote sneaky changes I'm referring to is like when, you know, a lot of new streamers are coming from the Lost Ark having their terrible Loa on that didn't address any problems and the game was in an F state. So they had a bunch of people coming in to BDO because like Stoops was like, you know, I've been looking at trying it, I'm trying it. And then everybody kind of bandwagoned onto it over while the good changes were coming out and all this good stuff was coming. And that's great. But then a lot of, I guess, KR Lost Ark PVEers coming over to our game had a lot of weird complaints immediately kind of off the bat. And then PA doing a knee-jerk reaction, pulling out the smoking gun that killed deck changes... Yeah, people are going to be upset because to KR audiences and even to us, it's like they had that they, they had that change in the barrel for a very, very long time. And it's obvious that they're enacting it because of a reason. They've had this sitting in their pocket for a very, very long time. It's It didn't take any genius to figure out that decks were a way to avoid the karma system. And so 
they didn't want to use it on the normal player base because like people didn't complain that much PvEers are like oh man i'm getting decked but whatever the a handful of people quit over it whatnot but now in drones and masses like because they made this quick change and they said oh we had this in development for a long time but that's not actually what happened it's going to cause a lot of problems where the, the audience is really upset and pulling that back is going to be really 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 tough um I don't know. I, I don't know how you really uh, fix that problem. Introducing new instances and ranked modes and whatever is only going to really kind of maybe satiate the current player base, but pulling people back to the game, I, once you kind of mess up, it's it's really, really difficult. Um, I don't know how you really fix a problem or address that. Yeah, no, I like I like I would I would generally agree. I'm just not really sure. Um, like, honestly, they said that this was for the Lost Ark people. Right. Dude, this came out so slowly. What do you mean it was for the Lost Ark people? It's like four months too late, bro. Like, if right. you were going to knee-jerk, a knee-jerk to me, because, like, okay, the Lost Ark thing happens, Land of the Morning Light drops, Lost Ark people come over, and boom, you make the one-sided deck changes. Okay, it makes a little more sense. Right. Yep. But, like, in this case, it took them so long to actually implement the change that the Lost Ark players had already left. Right. And they're like, no, 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 we, we fixed it. Like, nah, bro. Like, this <laughs> Like what are you doing yeah. right now? You're killing yeah. me. Yeah, and and then also the the cultures between NA and, and KR or NAEU because we're to like together and the KR audience is also very different. The way that they treat their bands are very different. Like you like they said on the on your UN talk, if people if the if the GVG gets a little too rough or the PVP gets a little too rough, the GMCMs whatever hop in and say, hey guys, we kind of got to stop this. And someone got banned because they didn't stop when the GMCM said stop. So their system is way different. Um, Oh. than ours whereas we are just like the wild wild fudge in west where anything goes unless you start stalking them on other channels you know what i mean you can you can feed people to mobs you can kill them over and over again but as soon as you follow them to another channel okay that's where you cross the line you're kind of following them and harassing them that's it you know that's the, a that's the problem yeah and I, kr is like completely different it seems like it's it's insane the funniest thing is it's uh, yarn brought up very aptly in, in the chat he said the Koreans got the deck change much sooner than we did. And that is true, but it still was delayed on Korea. Yep. And actually, that's even crazier. To be honest with you, that's even crazier because that means they launched it in KR because some KR streamers were playing the game and they wanted to keep them, right? right? But right. Like, it was specifically for the KR streamers, yeah, yeah. Let's look at the content creator base in general. I hate to say it like this, but the vast majority of like the really big content creators in the space all are NAEU, right? Yep. Like the vast right. majority. If they wanted to keep players playing their game, this should have been pushed out much sooner to every server, not just KR. I mean, like right. that just shows you how focused on KR they are, that they're not even looking at stoops. They're not even looking at cannon. They're not even looking at Asmongold. They're not even looking, and they're like 10 times the size of the closest yep. Korean streamer. Like, of even remotely cl the closest. I mean, Stoops had over 5,000 viewers sometimes in our category watching. Name a Korean the, um, streamer that can even touch those numbers. Right. Like there's, I think, there's I think Jing no is shot. only the closest one that, that I've seen get really, really high on the views. Not to discredit any of them, though. There's a lot of really amazing content creators over in KR, YouTubers, Twitch streamers, and stuff. But yeah, the viewing audience is looking a lot more specifically at the NAEU audience, right? We have Bicep and Choice daily pulling thousands of views specifically to their yep. channel, and then others. Um, and, and those people PvP in their channels all day long. So it's really weird to see... Um, 
like i don't know them be so disconnected it feels like they're really not looking at anything else other than again like i said it's like they have their own internal team that they say all right guys we talked to the players and this is what they want and it's like which players are you talking about because it's not any of these players right like i don't i don't understand how how could you not be looking at the like content creation is a whole like that that's advertisement for your game right like that's the primary driving advertisement typically for your game aside from trailers which they suck at um Mm -hmm. but like and again how could they not be looking at any of the north american or eu content creators like how could you not look at twitch and be like oh yeah these content creators are really big too they speak english but we should probably see like what their problems are are they getting hunted right like it's like like have they struggled with this like why i don't know like it just it's I don't know if it's a culture thing to specifically address um, the KR audience because our cultures are kind of different the way we treat the game and in the game about certain things. So I think maybe that ties a little bit into it, but I don't know for sure because I don't know everything about Korean culture. Um, But obviously, you know, like you said, Jay apologizes like 15 times in the thing. And, you know, I get it seems pretty genuine. It seems pretty serious to him. And he's, you know, he's upset that players are upset, obviously, because he represents a company and he wants it to continue to be good. But it does just feel so weird that it feels like there's a big disconnect. And other than, you know, us massively posting on our own forums and still not getting addressed. And other than, you know, like we have to go and make Korean accounts to go on the Korean Reddit or Inven and then basically post our issues there to get you know the stuff that like i i don't know really what you do and and honestly the un talks like you've been doing like you've done and you're going to continue to do you really need a kind of hard push for a collaborative effort to kind of make a combined post to um push forward feedback so that they they don't have a choice they kind of are going to have to listen to stuff you know what i mean not that yeah, i'm saying crazy you that thought we, about it, but i mean it's crazy you, that you really we even have to, have to do that it's crazy I, that we I, I even have agree. to literally have a un talk um Mm -hmm. with like all these streamers and like all these different and honestly it's going to be much tougher now i'm going to have to multi-stream it um in order for the the korean viewers to actually see it i'm going to have to multi-stream to youtube uh and kick for them keep them on which i will i will put them on youtube no i'll I'll figure it out no i'll just multi-stream to my youtube channel and they'll be Mm -hmm. able to see it through there or kick um yeah like that being said um yeah no i'm curious jaycoon you you've been quiet on this we've kind of worked our way around jay how do you feel the late night talk went with your brother with my yeah um uh i mean i i think i already mentioned um like before like you know there's a lot of pressure to be the face of something big you know um but again i'm everything that's happened so far like i'm 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 sad that you know these are the directions were taken um and you know as mentioned before like the you know kr is shutting down twitch for some reason um i don't know what the someone mentioned in my chat is like something about net neutrality doesn't exist in korea that in of itself i think that's an interesting topic it's, to maybe talk about as well it's the costs that's why it's the cost is it the cost yeah okay. they're to yeah. to fund the servers is an insane amount of money and they really? don't make back enough oh. money um because their infrastructure is just very different mm-hmm. interesting oh well, yeah i'll um, cover that in a bit mm-hmm. i don't i don't have much else to say to be honest i think you kind of like so did you like everything the, that i was well, gonna did you, say did you like overall did you like the late night talk do you feel like he addressed the concerns or were you still unhappy um 
I'm kind of on a neutral stance to be honest. I'm not happy. Did they address that. you, Jake, Jay? Do you feel like they addressed Jay, you? Jay, I feel like, like literally... they didn't make a raccoon costume, and that's Dude. what I'm the most upset about. Okay. I hope All that right. if they're gonna listen to one of us, it's not Jaycoon. Respectfully, buddy. Huh? You, literally, you are <laughs> the most people pleaser. You just sit there and you're like, God, I love just grinding in a I circle. I hope they never add anything new, and I'm gonna be just fine forever, I just hope like this. My tour shoes doesn't take 81 attempts like somebody else. Oh, you spoke it into existence. <laughs> That's not good. Wait, what at? Wait, hold up. Well, the, I mean, uh, choice took 81 attempts, Zethian took 53 attempts, and Wakayashi took 45 attempts. Okay, I'm just gonna that. say this for choice. This might be a hot take, but deserved. Um, <laughs> he. He literally has like one tapped like every single piece of late game gear on his account, bro. Like the brother Debos, and then he like three tapped his other like tet uh, like dead gods each time. Like his he got his tet Debo earring at, on like day four after the expansion release, and he gets it, and he's like, finally. I'm like, what? <laughs> what it's do you mean finally? <laughs> day four, bro. What? So like, yeah, I mean like, yeah, it's, I love him, but d deserved. Um, <laughs> uh, so uh, Blue Sky, do you have anything to add here? I mean, the only thing to add to the how Jay did is, oh, was anyone else super uncomfortable while watching it? He just looked so so beaten, broken, <laughs> destroyed. He I was looked like, like this man has a gun to his head or yes. something. It looked like when he came in, there were there were people standing off camera, like getting yes. like loaded. You know what I mean? Yes, they're writing the pink slip, bro, for him. I think you know, and I mean, he is under a lot of pressure. He's got a bunch of NA people talking about should he be fired? Jay, he should be oh, fired. He doesn't give a you know about that. Bro. You've got he does not care a, about that. I, I don't know. I, I don't think he's I even just, seen it. I I think that there's a lot of weight, and there's a, like watching a bunch of your players drop, seeing that kind of stuff happen. I think it will kind of affect in some way, shape, or form. Like he's, it's not like they're not going to tell him like these things exist. And um, I do feel bad in that essence because it's 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 you know. You, you made the wrong step, but like there's a lot of steps in media that were the wrong step and players still stayed. So I, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Wow. It seems like a big one for KR specifically. Yeah. Um, okay. So we have run way over time here. I knew that the podcast was going to go longer this time, but I'm okay with it sometimes. Yeah. Hour, two hours, as long as we get the discussion in, you know what I mean? Uh, we'll go <laughs> with outro and closing thoughts here. Uh, into the final moments. Uh, we'll start with uh, Blonde Bear and work our way around. Blonde, any final thoughts and then your outro? Um, yeah, I mean, we kind of covered it all. I kind of went on a big speech about the, the big UN thing. I highly, highly, highly recommend it. If you guys haven't checked it out on Blue Squadron's channel, watch the new um, the BDO United Nations video. It's kind of eye-opening to see how KR thinks, how we think, because Bro Bear wasn't just translating just the, the two streamer YouTubers. He was translating the chat and the chat sentiment and what people felt. So um, I think it's really important. We also had Arvin in there who was asking some pretty good hard-hitting questions that I feel are important to get the perspective um there's a lot of stuff we didn't specifically address here that that's talked about in the video and i think that that's going to be a pretty big one and then um 
you know, we talked about everything else. So uh, you can catch me at uh, Blonde Bear on Twitch. You know, no E after the D. Um, I'm grinding the new spots. Pretty fun. We're going to go back and finish our 8 out of 9 LVAD eventually. And also our 4 to 5 Merchant Ring eventually. So, um, yeah, if you just, that's, that's me, you know. I like to party. <laughs> I like to party in like the most monotone. Uh, Jacob? <laughs> Uh, you know, I think uh, this definitely was an eye opener for a lot of things, and I hope things change for the better. Uh, but you, you know, I'll be coping over at twitch.tv slash jkunvtv before the T. All right. And then our special guest, <laughs> Blue Sky. Yeah. I mean, it's been fun talking about this stuff with you guys. Just the big summary that I usually give people when they want a super short version of what I think of the changes recently is just. They, we have this sandbox game, and they're removing the sandbox. That's basically what's happening right now, and I hope they don't continue to do that. But we'll see where the changes go. And uh, like I said earlier, um, I stream over on Twitch at BlueSky900. Um, I'm also, like Blonde Bear, stuck in Boots Jail. We've actually been grinding together yep. <laughs> in Discord, trying to keep each other company to make it less boring. But mm -hmm. yeah, check me out over there if you want to see Awakening Wizard action, PvP, Siege, whatever. All right, right on. Well, thank you from all of us here at the Old Moon Podcast. Thank you so much, Blue Sky, for coming on, man. We really enjoyed yeah, having you here. Thanks it's for so having nice. Me. So nice to have another PvPer uh, here with me. They've been lo they've locked me down. They they chained me to a desk. These PvEers, man, they're crazy. Um, I I am Blue Squadron, and I am back. And we are really at um, the content uh, as we come back into these next two months. Here, it's going to be events every single week on this channel. There are at least two YouTube videos, typically every single day, uh, that go up on my uh, YouTube channel. So you guys should always check that out as well. Um, and if you guys want the events, um, like, uh, the links or like, like when the events are going to be happening and in what order that is all in my discord. You guys should check that out as well. Um, from all of us here at the old moon podcast, remember you can catch us, uh, on Spotify and Apple podcasts as well. Um, if you guys like, you know, want to listen in your car on the way to work, it'll also be up on my YouTube channel, uh, before probably noon the following day. It's usually up in the morning. Um, Kind of depends. The patch note rundown is usually the priority there, but like it's always up on Spotify and Apple Podcasts right away as well. So make sure you guys check that out from all of us here at the Old Moon Podcast. Have a great rest of your week.